What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Empire State and Serve Network podcast. I'm Pete. We have Evan to my left, and down below we have our special guest who we'll be talking to. is like the Brady Bunch up in here. But before we get into all that, first of all, <laughs> for the show, welcome. The Empire State and Serve Network podcast is for New York-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state's being run, and you're sick and tired of being neglected by local and state politicians, and your family, friends and family members thinking differently than they do about politics and life in general. Mainly it's because you woke and they're not. Today we have a special guest. We have Chris Wright. Um, from New York, and uh, I, I know Evan and Justin met him at the at the Lincoln dinner. I was not able to attend, but uh, Chris, for those of you guys who don't know, he's got a pretty good social media following. He's pretty heavily involved in New York City politics. So, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Hello, hello, hello out there. How are you doing out there? Listening, tuning in. Yeah, awesome. I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. So, yeah, we want, we want for those of you people who are not familiar, not involved in the city, who aren't aware with who you are why don't you give us a brief background story i know you had kind of a walk away moment yourself just like ever and i did in our you know early to mid 20s why don't you share yours with us and then why you got into uh, new york city politics yeah sure um well with me it all started you know i always kind of been familiar with politics growing up but uh i got to a certain point in life where you know i really got involved in 08 when obama first ran you know, I was a big Obama supporter, you know, oh, yes, we can, and all that good stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I, I even came, uh, when I was in Georgia, I campaigned for him in 08, went door to door for him. You know, I got him, got him hundreds of votes, you know, people registered and everything. I was, you know, real pumped, got him in the office, and after four years, it was kind of like, uh, what was that, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't really impressed by the president at that time. So I started looking at the Republican side of things back then, and it was uh, Herman Cain and Ron Paul who really got my attention. And once I was kind of like, okay, I kind of like these two guys on the other side. Let me kind of check them out. I saw how the media kind of manipulated the situation and ruined both those guys' chances of even getting the prime through getting through the primary. So I said, wow, you know, the media has a, a pretty strong hand on politics, you know. And I noticed it back in 2012. So in 2016, after eight years of Obama and eight years of division and just controversy and craziness, I, you know, started to look at the really Republican Party, and Dr. Ben Carson got my attention. And I was like, okay, when Dr. Ben Carson ran, I was like, okay, man, I'm you know, going to support him. Been a long-time supporter of Dr. Ben Carson. So when I came out and supported him and, you know, really, you know, got what had to get out there for him, uh, I saw the media manipulate the situation again with the whole West Point situation and, and ruin his chance of winning the primary. And then Trump, as we all know, became the forerunner. And when I saw how Trump bashed the media, he got my attention. And I was just like, okay, man, like this guy is no joke, man. Like, and I always was familiar with Trump just in the business side of things, but I wasn't familiar with him, like what he was campaigning on. And when I saw he was running for and what his policies were, yeah, I had to support. So came out and supported him, went through the whole, you know, gambit of family members and friends, cutting me off, all that good stuff. And I just got to the point where I just want to get my voice out there and heard. So I ended up doing a walkway video for Brandon Strzok. And it got a lot of attention, and it got so much attention, I started a YouTube channel, Conservative in New York. 
And I just started doing what I do, walk and talks. I call them. I literally just walk through the city and just talk about politics going on in the in the city, and it's gotten a lot of attention. So after I after the attention, I just decided let me get more involved into New York politics, and that's where I started. You know, my group, the CRA Conservative Republican Alliance, and the rest is history. So I just want to continue to help the city grow in a more conservative way, and that's pretty much a little background. All right, cool. So so in terms of of your walk away, obviously people can definitely, and, and they should look up your video. It is very compelling, but you know, again, for those of people who are tuning into you for the first time, I know you mentioned the media and how they kind of manipulated who got the nomination and they really bashed people sometimes undeservedly. So where they really spotlighted things that weren't as bad as may, they may have turned out to look mm-hmm. in the media's eyes. Definitely. Was that the number one thing or, or was there something else that really kind of dissuaded you? Because I voted for Obama twice, so you did it once, I did it twice. So. No, 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 I voted for Obama was it for you? twice. Uh, no, I oh, you did, Obama okay. Twice because the second time, I, I didn't finish this, uh, I didn't go and look for the detail to, with the first thing with Herping Kane and Ron Paul, once those, those guys fell off from the primaries and the Republican side, I didn't vote. I was going to vote for Mitt Romney and put it that way. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to vote Obama again, I guess. So I ended up voting for Obama twice. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, and, but it was not just that. I mean, the media, you know, I was looking at, but it was the Democratic Party in general, man. Like they weren't really bringing any policies or any that really could bring change, man. Like right. uh, when I was younger, more naive, when I actually wanted universal health care, I thought Obama was going to get in there and, you know, be the one to get that done, you know. And he, we, at one point, he, he had the House. The Senate, the presidency, and he gave us Obamacare, and Obamacare was horrific. And not to mention, he lied to America with Obamacare when he said, "You know, you can keep your doctors." You know, I got friends and family who lost their doctors after Obamacare got, you know, uh, became law. So I'm like, man, this guy. Not only did he not he tell the truth about keeping his campaign promise and getting universal health care, he gave us something that's actually messing Americans' lives up, like seriously. So I was just like. That was like the first strike when it came to Obama and me. And I was just like, man, this guy, he, he, you know, he might be more divisive than he's, you know, doing, you know, more worse, bad than good that he's come through for the country. So that was And it's amazing because he, Obama wasn't a long-term politician. So he wasn't one of these entrenched people where you're like, okay, he's playing the game. Everyone's like, oh my God, this new up and comer. He just, Uh he just came into the scene. Let's get him. He's going to change everything. And he acted like the rest of them do. He didn't do anything he said he was going to do. He spouted a whole bunch of nonsense. And he's continuing to push the same propaganda bullshit. And they, they don't even admit that they lied. They yeah. still don't admit that Obamacare is an abject failure. They're like, no, you don't understand all the people getting coverage. I got rid of my health insurance when they made me get Obamacare. I chose to not have health insurance. I was like, I'm oh, not man. doing this. It's $400 a month, and I never go to the doctor. This is absolutely right. insane. Yeah. It, exactly, and it was ripping people off. I paid two hundred dollars at the end of the year that uh, for two years cause, because I didn't have health insurance, and mm-hmm. they were like, "In the year, like, oh, you don't have health insurance? Well, we're taxing you." And yep. I'm like, six hundred dollars they slapped me with, and I'm like, I'm already getting nothing a single male, and you know, no kids, so I already get some chump change, and now you're taking half my chump change. And but it's, just, it's it's you're better off paying the tax penalty than paying these ridiculous premiums. It wasn't affordable. It was a lie. The Affordable Care Act, with the one thing it was supposed to be, was affordable, and it wasn't. It was it's nope. it's insane. And people are like, well, you know, it was a good idea. No, it was a bad idea. The government yeah, it, was it, a million times. Real man, 
it, the it, government it, can't know, run the federal prison system. How are they going to run the health care system? <laughs> exactly, man. You see, and what kills me, man, is with the Democrats. You know what happens when they're wrong and, and if something they, they, they lie to the public and it's a failure is they just blame, blame the wrong lie, man. Yeah. It's like, you guys are the worst. And that's why, and that's, that's what I kept, and see, when I saw it, when I was a Democrat, man, because I was, when at one point I was, uh, you know, Shaker Bear shirt wearing, you know, far leftist as you, you know, like, hey, man, let's really change the world kind of guy when I was young and naive. And, you know, I, when I saw these things and I saw them, you know, repeatedly happen, the lies, articulate lies, I said, you know, I'm not going to be a part of this, man. And I separated myself. And when I see people on the left and when they do the doubling down, I'm like, who are you really benefiting? You're really, you know, this is not helping anybody out. Like, who, why are you lying for? Like, like just be honest, because we're trying to move things forward as a country. So you got to be honest with what's going on and you got to admit when you're wrong. And they just, you know, Red Obama was like the king of it. You know what I mean? Just always coming out and, you know, changing his words around. So not look like the bad guy in the situation. And he was very good at it, unfortunately. Yeah, but that's a big problem with the left is that they have to lie because if they didn't lie, they have no one would vote for them because they never fix an issue. Their ish solution to every issue is higher taxes. Let's throw money at it. And don't worry, we're the government. We know what we're doing. But you haven't known what you're doing for the last 50, 60 years. So why should we believe you? So they have to lie. They have to blame somebody else. They have to say, no, this is working. In reality, their policies are ridiculous. Government is extremely ineffective. The more people you have with their hands in the pot, the less effective you are. The most ineffective government body in the world is the United Nations. Why? Because it encompasses almost the entire world. It's insane that anyone would vote for bigger government. Anyone would trust the government to know what's best for them. I mean, and if you need to look anywhere where government has their hands involved or, when they, or if they run something, look how, it's, how ineffective it is, man. I mean, look yep. at the... We talked about the VA that, yesterday. Oh, my goodness. The VA. And I was talking about the VA with a friend of mine yesterday who's a veteran, and he was just telling me how horrific it is and how the hospitals are always a distance away and, you know, they don't have the best care and it's just all these issues he has to deal with. And I'm like, man, you guys, these are people who fought for our country and this is the, how the government treats them, man. It, it, you know, and it's just like... Yeah, I don't know when people say, like, that's another person reason that came to conservatism because the smaller government aspect. And uh, you were there at my speech the other day, and I mentioned that story when I worked for Comcast and I was a cable mm-hmm. guy. And I ran to a guy who was like, you know, the stereotypical evil redneck. You know, he was, you know, white guy, stringly hair, you know, Confederate flags, Budweiser cans, the whole nine. But when I see, you know, like, long story short, you know, I just really talked with them, you know, just both got in a deep conversation, man. You know, I ended up doing a lot of work for him. He had to get a lot of stuff done. So we just talked. And he broke down conservatism in a way for me. And he was just like, you know, do you want smaller government? I was like, yes. Do you want, you know, uh, you know, to protect our amendment rights? Yes. Do you believe, you know, we're a Christian nation? We're founding Christian? Like, yep. And I was just going down a line with him. And he was like, you know what that was? And I was like, what? He's like, that's conservatism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? And I was like, wow, man. Like, that's what I represent. Like, that's who I am. That's who my dad is. And it's like, how in the world are, you know, why are we Democrats? Especially in the black community, 95, 96% vote Democrat. And it's just like, man, that's the ultimate brainwashing because that's the part that used to, like, attack us. And the ones that were doing all the racist, crazy stuff to us back in the day. So it's like, man, it's like they have a, a lifelong, pretty much, of ability to, of lying to the public is what the Democratic Party pretty much has done. And they just mastered it, man. It's crazy. Yeah, like I've said it before, they should all be in marketing because they're geniuses at getting people to believe their bullshit. And it's, yeah. o- it's always bullshit. It's never the truth. It's absolutely insane. But on the other side, in conservative, Republican, whatever you are, it's we need to be we need to kind of get the handle on that, but we don't need to lie. 
We need to get, we need to be out there explaining to people like, listen, they're telling everybody they were a bunch of rich old white people. No one in this podcast right now is a rich old white person. It's all lies. But the problem is that the Democrats are very good about getting their lies out there. And the conservatives are, we're not good about, we're getting better. We're standing up. I think Trump is a big part of that where people are just like, you know what? If Trump's willing to go after the media, we have to be willing to stand up and be heard. But it, there's a long fight ahead of us in order to take this country back and get it back to where it needs to be. I no, I totally agree with you, man. And that's the whole rhino system on the Republican side that we, you know, especially as young conservatives, like, you know, physically and mentally got to push that out of the way, man. And we got to get our message heard. And somebody who, to me, was a master of doing that, that got my attention, like that really like woke me up to like the official, okay, I've been officially red billed, was Dinesh D'Souza, man. Yeah, like, he's excellent. Man, amazing, bro. I saw Hillary's America. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. It brought me to tears at the end of the movie, man, because it like literally showed me the whole history of the Democratic Party. And he's like pretty much telling you, like, this is who attacked your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And look how they're still attacking your ancestors. In the pretty much the same way, they just kind of changed their strategy while, how to do it. You know, instead of, you know, white KKK racist, you know, ideology, they got Black Lives Matter. You know, mm-hmm. using black people now as their hitmen to go out there and do the physical damage what they want. And, you know, instead of physically ripping the father away off of, like he did in the slavery times, when he physically ripped the father away from his family, they used the welfare system to push him out of the house. Mm-hmm. So it's the same outcome, which is no father in the house. We have control of the family as a, as a political party. So it's just like, he, and Dinesh broke it down in a way where I'm like, wow, man, how did I not know this? And I love history. And I'm like, how did I not catch that? Like, and so once I just, once, you know, so we need more voices like that to get out there and open up the public, man. And like, you know, we got to be the ones to do it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, let's talk about some stuff at home. I mean, we, we talked about a lot, a lot about history and how revisionist history at that. I know in school we were taught a lot about, you know, essentially Republicans are bad, Democrats are good and, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Here in New York State, Especially, we have a lot of problems. We're 50 that have 50 economic freedom. Uh, our governor just gave himself a 40% raise, even though we have massive infrastructure issues, uh, massive uh, just job creation issues. It's not friendly to business whatsoever. We just botched Amazon. But I wanted to ask you a couple of new things going on in New York City, since you obviously live in the city, you're, you're involved in city politics specifically. So de Blasio earlier this week, for those of you who aren't aware, announced that he wants to reduce emissions by banning new glass skyscrapers, retrofitting older ones with more materials, not knowing that often, even though, yes, the materials themselves may not be as harmful in terms of emissions, what has to keep them intact often tends to be worse. And then he wants to get rid of processed meats and hot dog vendors and things like that. So (laughs) what are your your thoughts on de Blasio and and his co-mayor wife, who also swindled almost a billion dollars for a mental health initiative that's gone? absolutely nowhere oh no no they're horrific man and and it's and what they're doing to the city is you know it's just they're destroying pretty much you know <laughs> what uh you know uh our previous you know republican mayors have done to get it where we're at now man and it's like and he's tearing it down step by step and then you get people like alexander Cacio cortez you know out here you know run districts and so it's like it's it's like a cancer here when it comes to liberalism, and it and it starts at the head. And you know Cuomo and De Blasio are the two that are, are just the snakes 
swiveling at the top, man. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, man, because we're getting taxed so much here to like the, the price of rent is insane. And it, and it just keeps getting higher and higher. You got people leaving Manhattan, coming to Brooklyn, you know, where I'm at and raising the rent prices, you know, to where I'm at. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it's just things are just getting worse and worse when it comes to finances here, man. And it's, and it's like I said, and the fact that we're destroying jobs here with the Amazon deal that we dropped, you know, recently lost. It's like, and we're even getting rid of potential of growth, man. Like even when positivity comes our way, we turn it down. So mm-hmm. it's just, I'm trying to tell people like, if you want an example of what the country would look like ran by the left, come to New York and just see what we're dealing with. And you'll have a really good idea. Yeah, and it's, it's insane because people keep complaining about the state of New York and the state of the city and their taxes, and they keep voting Democrat. Yeah. And I'll ask them, I'm like, why do you keep voting for Democrats? They go, well, you know, Republicans don't really care about people. I'm like, you really don't know anything about politics, do you? <laughs> it's like, you really know nothing. It's, it's really insane. And my mother keeps telling me, Democrats lower taxes. I'm like, no, they don't. You can't have more government with lower taxes. You only, yeah. The only way to have more government is more taxes. But the Democrats do this. They point the finger every single time. They go, you don't do this. You're the racist. You're the ones who don't care about these people. You don't care about these people. You're raising taxes. We want to help more people, but you're ra- you, 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 know, you misspent the money. So we need to raise taxes to get more money back. It's like, what, it's like, what kind of line of bullshit are people buying? It's crazy. It's all I mean, lies. And what kills me, it's like the, the golden rule we learn as like three-year-old toddlers walking around like barely can even stand. It's like nothing in this world is free. And exactly. You, and and for some reason, I talk to adults a lot of times, especially on the left, and they, when they, you know, they're like, oh, Democrats lower taxes. And I'm like, how in the world, you know, are we, they're talking about free health care, free, you know, uh, minimum wage being $50 an hour like it is here in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and all these things, all this money that's getting thrown around, and you don't think nobody's paying for that? Nobody's, it's not going to come back on somebody's, you know, head at the end of the day. It's mm-hmm. going to come back on the citizens of that area, and that's people of New York, man. And it's like, and you, you know, and you can see it just in the way we live. The, the, the daily living is all these taxes we're dealing with from food to, you know, just gas, everything. It, I mean, come on, man. Give us, you know, it's right there in your face. And like you said, but people keep going Democrat. People keep saying, no, the Republicans are the ones. That's the problem. It doesn't make any it's sense. Like, and, and yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. But like you said, it's the, what they use. It's the ideology system they use. It's the like, you know, the labeling system they have, you know. That's why they try to put a label on everything. So when you step out of line, they can just hit you with that label and shut you up. And, you know, I see it. Uh, it happens when it comes to debating. You know, if you're a white male, you know, Good luck trying to debate a liberal, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be so far, far you're going to get into it. They're going to say, oh, you know, you're racist, you know, you know, and you're done. And that, you know, and I noticed that that's why I kind of started stepping up more because I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm saying things that I know people, you know, with common sense can say, but they just can't say it because mm-hmm. they're going to get hit with a certain label. And it's like, you know, and even me, they're, you know, they hit me with my labels, of course. And, you know, I hear what I have to hear, man. Of course, you know, Uncle Tom's and Coon and all that, you know, I hear, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's like really just like water on the shoulder, man. Like you don't even, I don't even pay attention anymore. Because when I school somebody, it's like, you know, you can see like that red pill moment. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, there's times, like I said, I, people change their minds. But a lot of time when you're dealing with the left, especially here in New York, they are like a cult, man. They are locked into that that leftist system. And even once you 
you try to school them or try to get in, it just it just won't it can't infiltrate, man. It's like mm-hmm. they're totally brainwashed, to, you know, pretty much. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. This next segment is from our new sponsor, Royalty Auto Leasing. Royalty Auto Leasing is a fully licensed automobile brokerage that services the tri-state area. The advantage of using them over going to a dealership is simple. Better prices at a greater convenience. There is no need to go from a dealership to dealership anymore looking for a car. They make absolutely sure you get the best possible price on any new make or model. From delivering the vehicle directly to your home or office, to returning your lease when it is up, to early trading arrangements, they do it all. Visit RoyaltyAutoLeasing.com to learn more. You know, it's bad. And I understand it. Like, listen, if you believed your entire life is one ideology, it's kind of unsettling to be like, we were just lied to for however long you were, like people who are Democrats. And the new thing is, though, they'll tell, the, they'll tell you that you're afraid. So if you're a conservative and you disagree with a liberal, they'll be like, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid of women having an opinion? Why are you afraid of, you know, illegal immigrants? Why are you afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm telling you what I believe in. Not one time have I ever used the word fear. I'm yeah. standing up for my country and my people and what I believe in. But it's really like they do the same thing with the whole Trump-Russia thing. They just found out they were lied to for the last three years by CNN. <laughs> and then they bring up CNN in the next argument with Trump doing something wrong. You just realized, you just heard CNN the last three years said with 100% certainty that yes. Donald Trump was colluding with Russia. Then it comes, turns out there's no collusion. So what does CNN do? They double down. They go, well, he was doing other criminal things. They just lost all credibility. Why on earth would you trust Anything that they have to say, they just lied to you. Yeah, and and, and that's what and that's when that's what like I said, that's what separates people like us, the independent thinkers out there, is mm-hmm. when we see we get been lied to. We, I'm not going to keep believing this. It's like common mm-hmm. sense. Like, okay, I'm going to step away. I had to do that with CNN. I used to watch CNN and MSNBC every day, mm-hmm. and me and my yeah, seriously, man, is it crazy as it sounds? And I, you know, but I'm not afraid to admit it because I'm, when I'm schooling, especially when I'm talking to someone on the left, I'm letting them know, like, I was once you, man. Like, we were on the same boat. Like, mm-hmm. I got in an argument with my best friend in his kitchen in front of his family, who's, because he started thinking more conservative before I did. But he knew I was a smart dude, an independent thinker. So as best friends, we got in that friend, best friend kind of argument where, you know, you don't even know how loud you guys are getting. You just, you know, people around you are like, holy, you know, you know, but you guys yeah. don't realize it. And we were in that moment, man. And it's like, and then we stopped. And I just told him, man, because I love, you know, I love history. I said, let history decide who's right and who's wrong. We'll see. And, and it's time. And that's all. Because I said, man, because we're going to just be yelling and screaming at each other. I just stop it right now because, you know, it's not going anywhere. So mm-hmm. time went by. About three months later, I saw what, I, what we were debating was coming up as false. What he said was true. So I called him up out of nowhere, bro. And he was at work. And he was like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, hey, man, the argument we had in the kitchen about, you know, you know, with the whole conservative or, you know, Democrat thing. He said, like, yeah, man. He's I'm past that, man. Don't worry about it. I was like, no, nah, man, I was bringing it up because I want to say to I was wrong. And I apologize, you know, and I, I think I'm going to think more conservative from this point on. And he's just like, oh, he's like, all right, cool. You know, kind of off guard, but he's like, all right, man, cool. But he respected it and just moved on. He didn't rub it in my face. Says, oh, yeah, I told you. It was just like, you know, two men like, all right, man, cool. Let's just 
Mm-hmm. This, is we, this is too. This is too. This from now on, see what happens. And that's you know, that's weird. If like another a moment in my life where I kind of made that switch because I didn't double down. I'm not going to double down because mm-hmm. it's not about doubling down. It's not about oh my party won and your party lost. It's about the truth. Like when I was right. young, wearing Che Guevara shirts, walking around talking about you know the the start of Cuba and all that. Their whole communist. You know, I was thinking in my head I was right. And I'm telling you the truth. This is because it was history. It happened. So I'm like thinking like, this is the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm trying to spread the truth. It was all about, always about the truth. And I just, mm-hmm. when I got more older and I started thinking more conservatively, I realized, yeah, well, this is why I guess people become conservatives usually when they get older. Because you just realize it's, the, it's more of the truth. Yeah, and you brought, up, you brought up that good point that he didn't rub it in your face. And I brought this up um, when the Mueller report came out. All the women that I work with, they were all like, why aren't you gloating? Like, I'd be gloating so hard that there's no collusion. I'm like, I knew I was right. There was no, there's no reason for me to gloat. This wasn't like, it's not like we played a game of one-on-one and I might lose and I beat you. And now I get right. to rub it in your face. Like, I already knew that this was a ridiculous story. There, for me, this is three years ago I knew this was BS. You're the one who's just finding out you were lied to by everybody for the last three years. I already knew this. I don't need to gloat. I have a president in the White House who actually cares about this country as opposed to the people that you're trying to put in there. It's like, I have already won. I don't need to brag. Right, exactly. And and, and me winning, you're winning as well, even though we're totally opposite because you, because this guy's doing such a great job and is building our economy and you're part of the century American citizen, you're getting credit as well. And, you know, and that's another thing, like I said, like whole thing, like I said, don't, you know, we said it, how he didn't run to people's faces, man. Like, uh, you know, when I was talking to uh, uh, a guy like a while back, man, like when I was uh, younger, I was Democrat, man, when I would debate conservatives, they would never, they, they would like just be excited that I'm young and in politics. They're like, wow, you're young and you're interested in politics. That's cool, man. They're like, you know, you're on the wrong, you get, you know, you get a little conservative and you get a little older, man, when you, you know, but. You know, I'm glad you're into it, man. And c- compared to me being conservative now, debating Democrats, and it's just like, oh my gosh, man, they go to say the craziest stuff. And <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I, I just want people to like to see, man. I, have, I wish you could put like a political mirror up sometimes and just put in people's faces so they can just see themselves and how mm-hmm. foolish they, they, they sound sometimes. Just, you know, the way they act, I man, like children. And then when they're put in their place, they just run off into another subject. And like I said, we don't gloat because, like I said, I, I knew I was right from the job. I knew Jesse Smollett was lying the moment he opened his mouth. Like, held Southside of Chicago at two in the morning during a winter vortex. You got two white guys in MAGA hats in Chicago with in a Chicago. noose and bleach. In and Chicago. he held out to the Subway sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And he never dropped it. He never dropped the Subway <laughs> the whole time. Like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? Like, He'd be in the NFL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He yeah, couldn't make it into Mighty Ducks 2, Pete. He's not making it into the NFL. Well, <laughs> I mean, he didn't let it go. I mean, if he was beaten and stuff and he poured stuff on and he was still hanging on to it and he ate it too. So maybe yeah. he filled Subway sandwich allegedly. That, that's always good. Oh, yeah. Always, uh, man. It's, it's just so believable, man. And, and then he called his he went to his agent's house instead of the police station. Like, I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Like, and he wouldn't he, turn over his phone to verify uh, the account. So, yeah. That, 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 that's, yeah. Yeah. But that's like, the key. As a, as a Democrat, if, you, you know, if you're accused of anything or you're accusing someone, don't give the police any tools to help them in the investigation because they're going to find out that you're lying. the enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yet, yeah, they don't want, they don't want to have the armed against Yeah, right. <laughs> well, they kept, remember, they kept calling for body cameras for police accountability. And then once they had the body cameras and realized 
that mo like 95% of the time, the police were actually just doing their job. They go, well, now body cameras are an invasion of privacy. <laughs> so you wanted the body cameras to keep them accountable. We did the body cameras for you because the police are like, hell yeah, we'll do body cameras. Yeah. Fine, I'm just doing my yeah. job. And then we gave it to you. You're like, no, no, it's invasion of privacy. You can't record us. It's like, but you record the police every day with your damn cell phone. Like, it, 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 so it's it's like I said, man. It's like it's like a child, man. It's like it's like you like it's hard not to look at like the Democratic Party's lifetime. And I think that's why AOC they love her so much is because she reflects them in a physical form of what mm -hmm. the Democratic Party is. This uh, like a, a teenage angry girl that just doesn't know, you know, just you know, who just doesn't know any better. And it's just like, so it's just like, they get upset, you know, you put them in their place, you school them, they move on to something else. It's just like, they just bounce around. And it's just like, I said, just admitting you're wrong. It is just, I don't know, man. I, I think that when, if you're a certain age and you're still a Democrat, man, I think it's like a mental disorder almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, I really think of sometimes, man, because I'm like, what is going on in your head for you to stick around with the party, man? Like that lies to you almost every day now. Like it seems like every day the Democratic Party is lying to and their, every, yeah. And every, every Democrat that I know keeps going, we never trust, we don't trust the government. My cousin is a giant Democrat. She's like, oh, we would never get an Alexa because, you know, the government can use that to spy on you. I'm like, then why do you keep voting for Democrats who are increasing no. the size and expanse of the federal government? Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. You don't like, trust the government. You don't trust Trump. You think Trump is Hitler, yet you want to get, get rid of everybody's guns. Like, yeah. give it to him. They literally yeah. don't. Give, yeah. give it to him. Give it to the like government. Give it to the this. police. Give it to the yeah. police that's always out to get you. You know, come on, man. Like... I, I, like I said, it just, it just no common sense, man. Like it just, it's just out the window, all the way out the window, man. And I, I, I just didn't want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm just a person that likes to debate, you know, always, even when I was younger, I was big into sports and I would just debate my friends on what the team was better. I was always into debating. And like and the number one thing about debating I learned is know, get your facts, get your evidence, you know, get that in order. And it's just, when it comes to the Democratic Party, it's like, there's none, man. And no. it's like, it's really wishy-washy with the just feelings and emotions. And if you, you know, think like that, and if you, you know, politic like that, oh my gosh, man, you are asking for a lot of trouble. And it's, it's getting scary now with some of the politicians are throwing out there at us, man. Like the LR of Omar. Or oh God, she's the worst. And oh my gosh, man. It's they're just, horrible. They're horrific. If you, say, if you say anything against them, you're Islamophobic. Oh Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I listen. I know, I know plenty of people who are Muslims who were fine. Like I've worked with several people who are Muslim. Got along yeah, great with them. York, They're great you people. Know, we, Don't care. I, yeah, I, yeah, I got you know guys that you know I talk to almost every day. Muslim guys when I that work in the stores I go to every day. I talk with them, man. Good people, man. Good family people. You know, what I mean, work hard to get their you know they got their kids working at a young age. They're good people, man. I got no problem with it. And they've been in this country for years, so I got no issue with Muslims. I just got an issue with radical ideology. And that's in any religion. And unfortunately, you know, within the Islam, you know, in the Middle East, it's, it's covered with the people with that kind of mentality, man. And it's just, you know, and it's just a scary, you know, when you look at it, man, and, you know, some of the things that happen, you know, over in those parts of the country. And it's just making people aware of that isn't making me, I'm saying I'm afraid of Islam. I'm, a, I'm an Islamophobic. It's just, yeah. I'm just want people to understand, like, this is what's going on because Europe didn't, get that clear clarified with their citizens and look what they're dealing with right now unfortunately yeah but that's what they do it's the same thing they tell you that you're afraid if you disagree with their standpoint and you brought up any type of radical ideologies it's not even in religion anymore now it is literally the whole 
viewpoint of the Democratic Party. That is yeah, their entire yeah. platform now, which is yeah. why the Democrats are trying to stop Joe Biden from getting the nomination. He's the only one who has <laughs> even a remote chance of competing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and the only reason they, they want to get rid of Joe, not because he's such a feely, it's because he's a white male. Yeah, he's an old white guy, so we can't have him. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the beef, man. If the other thing, oh, yeah, him, yeah, smelling hair, who cares? That's not important. But, yeah, him being a white male, oh, no, now that's the problem. We can't have that. And it's just like, then Bernie Sanders just sneaks through the back door while this is all going on. I'm like, isn't he an old? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, so it's like I, I sit back and watch him sometimes, and it just hurts my head. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I can only, that's why I attack. And it hurts my head to even imagine me still being a Democrat. Like, I couldn't even, like, how would that even be possible for me, like, right now? How much, how much lying would I have to do to, like, people and myself? You know, I was about to say, you have to lie to yourself. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. Like, you have to lie to yourself. And it's just like, man. And it's, and it's just so funny, man, because I'm, and I've luckily, throughout the years, man, you know, I, I was able to read to a couple of my close friends that I grew up with. I grew up in Maryland, which is just as blue as New York, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we and I had friends that were like Bernie Sanders supporters and like they just saw my on Facebook just how determined I was with like Trump. And I'm like, and they're like, man, what at first? They're like, what is going on? Like, why is he so adamant about this? Because I was like, I was listening to what Hillary was talking about. And I was like, this woman is going to destroy the world. Man. And I'm not saying that on some, you know, oh, my gosh, Trump is, you know, he's a racist, Hitler, da, 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 that kind of way of thinking. I'm saying she was telling you she was going to go to war with Russia. Mm -hmm. And pretty much, and she wasn't too fond of North Korea. And I'm like, if she would have started issues in those parts of the world, that would have started World War Three. And World War Three is more likely going to be nuclear if it gets there, man. So it's like she was telling you, like, yeah, I'm going to get in there and do this. And she was talking about attacking alternative news and coming after the guns and just. I'm like, she is setting up destruction, and mm -hmm. like, we cannot have her be president of the United States, man. We can't be Madam President, you know. And, it, and it's just, and when my friends saw how adamant I was, man, like, they, they, they got to the point where they just, like, started listening. And, and when they did, the, and they started researching, like, they would message me, like, all right, man, yeah. I kind of, I see what you're coming from, man. Like, you know, the ones that were the logical thinkers, they, they had to be independent mind. If you got independent mind, it works. Because you're just like, okay, I was just, that sounds like the truth. I'm going to roll with it. And, but, you know, as we both did, being in New York especially, there's people out there that just, refuse to let that part of their brain like open up and be that independence to come out, man. They just have to be, that's the cultic behavior I see, I think from the left sometimes, man. Like that's to me, like you start to get to that cult level where you're just, I'm just going to blindly go here. How about that? I'm just going to do it. And you're just like, okay, good luck with that. Well, part <laughs> of that is that New York stubbornness. You never, oh, never want to admit when you're wrong. I mean, technically, Peter and I, what was it, ninth? I think it was ninth or tenth grade, Peter, when we had Miss Hennessy, and I got in, I got in a debate with a girl who I agreed with initially. I agreed mm -hmm. with her point, but she was so annoying about it that I was like, you know what? I'm going to debate the other side, and I won because I got her to just like stop and freeze. And I'm like, how? Like I agreed with you. I completely just took whatever was in this book and just spun it to the other side, and I got you to shut your mouth, like. How terrible is that? That you don't even have enough conviction to just stand up and just be like, "You're wrong." She literally yeah. just froze. It was. It's like it's crazy, but it, that is. It's part of that stubbornness. You don't want to believe that you were wrong. You don't want to believe that you were lied to. To think that everything you believed for the last fifteen, twenty years was all a bunch of nonsense. It was all propaganda. It's very, very difficult. Yeah, and not only sometimes, a lot of times, especially in the black community, like I, in my family, me personally, it's like not only you and your years in this life, but then your parents and your grandparents. 
and you start thinking about your you know your family members and family reunions and you're like i can't believe my you know my aunts my uncles my mm -hmm. you know all of them and you so you really got to step back and say wow and and i was willing to do that you know i mean it got me a lot of arguments trust me with family members i got along with perfectly fine before and all had, and all it took was me to support trump and that all changed mm -hmm. and you know so but i didn't back down because i'm like you know it, it, it I mean, it gets out of hand. It shouldn't do that because it's politics. You know, I always say I never, I un never unfriended people in real life or on technology over politics. Yeah. Um, but I've been unfriended in real life and in technology many a times uh, because of politics. And it's just, it shouldn't be that way because it's like, you know, it's to me, it's just like we're talking about something that we can step away from and still be who we are. You know what I mean? And But it's just the stubbornness of it. Like I said, New Yorkers have that, you know, that issue sometimes with the stubbornness, you know, a lot of people, you know, black people in the black community had an issue, you know, they admit it that they're very stubborn on issues, hard headed, you know, individuals, some of us. And it's just so difficult, man, to tap into that. And, you know, just, you know, but yeah, you, you gotta be able to admit you're wrong, man. That's the key, man. That is the most important key. Um, and that's something I, you know, I thank God for all the time I've been blessed with since childhood, man. I've, I never had an issue admitting I was wrong about stuff. People always say, when I was, even when I was younger, they know me. They're like, man, you, you know, but I'm, I just, I don't know, man. I guess it's just deep down inside, it's like I've always been a person, fan of the truth, man. So it's just like, and it's in the times where I really think I'm right, and I'll get kind of, you know, we'll debate, argue, get a little, but even when those times come and I, you know, it slaps me in the face of the truth. I'd be like, man, all right, I'm a little embarrassed, but all right, man, you're right. You know, I'll pop, you know, let's move on, you know. And I see it as growth, man. And it's like you become a better person once you do that. And, you know, I just wish more Democrats realize that, man. Just it's okay to admit you're wrong, man. It's okay to step away. It's okay to walk away, walk away, you know. Yeah, really walk away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone else is doing it. You might as well join the group. Yeah, man, exactly. I mean, that's an element, too. I mean, to look at it from a slightly different perspective is, and Evan, I've talked about this when we've had, like, pro-life people on stuff about um, responsibility. And that's something that I'm finding that a lot of people who are, you know, either in the center or right of center, they tend to have that where they're willing, like you said, you're willing, to, it, it, always, you've always been willing to accept when you're wrong, accept your, your, your failures, your misgivings, and learn from it and reshape yourself. And a lot of them on the left are not willing to do that. They, they just, they will refuse to take responsibility, refuse to look at things from a different perspective. And I feel that, you know, if this country or if the state continues to fall into the wrong hands, that it can really, really uh, precipitously um, have a free fall and, and spiral out of control and, and fast. I mean, you're 100% you're right about your perspective on what Hillary would have been had she gotten elected. So uh, one last thing um, before we head out. So obviously, you know, the 2020 uh, presidential campaigns are in full swing. You know, Joe Biden just entered the race. And believe it or not, breaking news, he just outdid Beto for the most money raised in a 24-hour period by what, what are you doing i'm being joe i'm doing my joe biden oh okay suspecting <laughs> well, uh, little girl who doesn't want to be touched and fondled on her breasts but but anyway so, so uh chris what are oh, your thoughts? i was 13 years old uh <laughs> That's an all right so <laughs> Let's get back to the nominees. So, so Chris, uh, I know you mentioned that some of them are really, you know, dangerous, and especially if I don't, I don't think that most of them even believe half the crap they're spewing. I think they're really trying to appeal 
to their very active vocal minorities in the base who really are, you know, the socialists and things like that. But who do you think would be most dangerous? And then, you know, what do you foresee happening during the nomination process? Do you think, again, that someone like a Biden or a Sanders, who are the two front runners, do you think they're going to get steamrolled by the DNC again in favor of, say, a Cory Booker or Kamala Harris because of the intersectionality checkbox? Like, what are your thoughts on what's going to transpire over the next year or so? Uh, I mean, in the, in the next year or so, I think it's it's. I mean, I think it's going to come down to because the Democratic Party is going to be a circus for one. It's going to be a, it's going to be definitely something to watch. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm looking at Kamala Harris because the whole you know black woman. You know, you know, um, uh, even the gentleman I forgot his last name, Pete. I believe his first name is Buttigieg. Uh, yeah, Buttigieg. Uh, you know, and, it, and it's all because I'm only saying these names because it boils down to like who has the, who's higher on the chart of ide- ideology. Like, you know, okay, oh, you're a black woman. Well, I'm a I'm a gay male. Duh, 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 you know, so it's just mm-hmm. and those candidates are the ones to look at for those reasons. But other than that, uh, I think Biden's going to if he when he runs, I think he's going to be just. The one that has the most base, the most following, him and Bernie Sanders, man. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, I hate them, I love them. They're going to be the ones with the, with the, I think, the, just the biggest following from the Democratic side of things. One from the more socialist side and one for the more traditional Democrat perspective. But uh, I feel those are going to be the two ones. And one of them, I, I, and that's the question, if they're going to steamroll Bernie again. But if they don't, uh, I think it's going to be those two. And I, and it, I mean, to be honest, I don't see them being a threat. Uh, I see them having some following. I see them making some noise. I see them, you know, this, you know, debates being something to watch between them and President Trump, of course. But at the end of the day, I don't think, I think 2020 is going to be a landslide for the president. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think 2024 is when the Democrats are going to go all, they're going to throw everything they have out there because, you know, they're at that moment, you know, their, their ultimate, enemy will be gone officially and, and they since he couldn't get rid of him he would be he have his eight years then i think they're going to throw all their cards out there man all the socialist you know transgender upside down lbgtqrs everything else like boom here we are you know we're trying to change the nation now and mm-hmm. i think that's 2024 i'll be honest with you 2020 to me i don't see them changing enough minds especially on no minds on the right on the conservative side and the independent voters, man, I mean, come on, man. I, I, I talk to a lot of them often. They are impressed by what we're doing, like what like what we're, what we're doing here at the podcast. You know, they the people that are just independent thinkers, man, they, they see this and they're watching this and they're like, OK, you know, I don't even really care about this. But these guys sound like they make sense, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and the other looks that side is out, you know, screaming and blocking the road and, you know, with signs with, you know, wearing, you know, pussy hats and whatever, you know, all that stuff. And it's like. You know, who's, you know, is this whose side you're going to be on? And the candidates who are running in 2020 reflect that in their own ways. Nobody has policies, man. Like nobody on the left other than Bernie's crazy socialist policies. Nobody, you know, nobody's coming with anything to the table, man. So it's like not in the whole, we're not Trump is not going to work anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know. I think so, the one thing that could be very beneficial, though, about 2020, especially if what Peter and I have predicted, if Trump wins the popular vote, especially if he wins by a lot, is that it might actually force the Democrats to bring somebody to the table who is actually more moderate than the people who are currently in their standing. Because they'll realize that if he wins the popular vote, that if they want to get someone elected, they actually have to come back towards the middle. Because if they they really think that Trump is bringing people to the right, then they're going to have to... Because if they want to grab the independents, 
They have to come back towards the middle. That's the biggest problem. They lost so many people because they pushed so far to the left. That's what happened to me. I was always a moderate. I was a registered Democrat. I was always a moderate. I was never a super leftist. But the second they started pushing to yeah, the left, see. I started going the opposite way. So if they, lose, if they lose the popular vote, I think it might actually bring the establishment Democrats back a little bit now, towards that's, the center. That's, that's a really good thing, man. That's, that's a good thought, man. I, I never thought looked at it like that. And I really, honestly, I hope that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, I, I've been, you know, deep down, I want the Democratic Party to be more moderate, man, than the way they're acting. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I'm never going to be a Democrat ever again. That's just right. after this whole debacle, I don't see myself ever going back to the party in any way, shape, or form. But I would like to see them on a more moderate level because, you know, just to it'll benefit the country, you know, that's because they are technically the, the other choice that we only have right now uh, other than Democrat Republican, you know. So it's just... You know, they, I hope they they do decide to go more moderate if they lose a popular vote, like you said, with Trump. And I, and it's looking like Trump is, might pull that out because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's getting. He, if you look at his, this is pop, his popular where he is popular popularity wise right now. I mean, he's, his numbers are impressive, and he's doing even better than you know he's doing better than Obama was doing at this time when it comes to that. So mm-hmm. it's a good possibility that he could you know pull that out, and I really hope he does because I've also just put more egg on their face, man, and really shut down the other, you know, one of the only few arguments left other than Russia hoax was like the biggest one they had, but that ain't the popular vote. They, you know, they had that argument removed. It's like, now what, you know, what are you going to say now? You know, you can't even, the people are showing you obviously what they want and it's president Trump, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I think right now, and I think you touched on it earlier, it's, it's electability in the form of, you know, Biden and Sanders who are the two clear front runners, just if you're going by popularity and whatnot, versus ideology and the ideology is far too radical for the vast majority of americans they actually just came out with a study last year where uh between 70 and 80 percent of the american public when you take out partisan words like conservative liberal republican democrat and just ask them what are your thoughts on immigration what are your thoughts on healthcare? what are your thoughts on education most people actually agree so the fact that they're really pushing this radical ideology that alienates a lot of their base if that's what they go with in terms of nomination you know, that's why I haven't already predicting it because I think it's going to happen again. That's actually what made me walk away was I saw Bernie got screwed. I was actually a Bernie. Mm-hmm. Bro in mm-hmm. I saw he got screwed. And then I was like, wait a minute, you know, how did she get away with this? And I heard about, um, you know, the, the emails and all this other stuff. And I really started doing my research. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit, you know, this, you know, something messed up here. So I think if they continue to double down, you're right. If they continue to double down and alienate their base, there's no way if they go with ideology over actual electability that they have any chance. So that's why we're going to both predictive wins in a landslide. So, um, Chris, where can they, where can people find you? I know you said you have, you have your YouTube channel. We'll link it down below in case you're driving or something when you're listening to or watching this, but where can people find you online so that they can check you out? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you can find me, obviously, like you mentioned, YouTube, Conservative in New York. You know, uh, you can find me as well on, if you Facebook, my, my fan page is probably the best way to get, you know, get my information that I post on Facebook. That's where I post most often. And that is Right is Right. And that's just my last name, Right, with a W, W-R-I-G-H-T, is Right, like you're going right, like, you know, the right side of the party, you know, so mm-hmm. Right yeah, is Right. Right side of history. And, <laughs> yeah, <what's that>? <laughs> <laughs> right side of history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right side of history. Exactly. You know, it works, it works hand in hand with that. You know, that's why that's why he's the name. And uh, you can also find me. Uh, well, you know, I just started doing a podcast. Uh, I do once a week uh, politics uh, podcast. That's going to be on SoundCloud. And it's also on Spotify. 
So you can find me with, and I, that's just a, a podcast I started doing with two young ladies who are liberals. And I just, we just talk about events going on and we just debate. And I'm just trying to show people that you can have people on the opposite side and still have dialogue and mm-hmm. converse and be civil. And, you know, so that's, you can find me on there as well. So, and also, I'm, I'm sorry, Conserve in New York on Twitter. And that's a C-O-N-S-E-R-V-I-N-N-Y, conservative underscore I-N underscore N-Y. New York, that's conservative New York on Instagram. You can find me there as well. And I know that's a lot of info right there. So <laughs> all right. oh, no. we'll link it all down below. So if they want to check you out, any of those mediums, they can, but Chris, thanks a lot for coming on. Really appreciate it guys. Thanks so much for listening or watching. Have a great yes. weekend. We'll come back at you next week. Have a good one. Yes. Hey everyone. It's Evan from empire state conservative network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.